everybody, welcome to another episode of Bat Banter. We got another special one, we got another interview, so exciting. Uh, but just before we introduce this wonderful person, uh, today's podcast is proudly supported by the team of Matt and Anna at Roller Game and their Mad for Footy Board Game. But they're kicking big bags of goals, making turnovers at critical times, and changing the way footy is delivered one game at a time. That's what this new AFL inspired board game is all about, and you can find them on at, at Roller Games on Instagram, Roller Games on Facebook, and rollergames.com.au. That's R O L A to find out a bit more about them, but more importantly, to get your hands on a mad for footy board game for you and the family. But uh, we're not talking about football, we're talking about all things cricket, and we're joined today by Western Fury and Perth Scorchers all-rounder, Piper Cleary. What a joy and a privilege it is, Piper, to have one of our supremely talented cricks on the show. Piper, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on board, and uh, how are you, especially after you know a great bounce-back win uh, last night at the Wacker? Thank you very much for having me on. Um, yeah, I think today's been awesome to uh, just have a have a day off. To be honest, it's been hectic <laughs> schedule so far. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, it makes the day a little bit nice after a good win last night. So it was awesome. Um, first game at the Wacker. Yeah, of course, for sure. Um, now, just before we dive deeply into the cricket path uh, and all things bat and ball, on a day off, Piper, I guess you said, you know, it was good to wake up, you know, with a victory. It's it's always nice. It always makes the day start a little bit better. Maybe, like, in between matches, and it's been so hectic for you um, over the last what, week or so, in particular, since the uh, WBBL started. Like, what do you do in between training and footage? Like, what does uh, what does Piper do in, in her time off and uh, her days off, if she, if she does uh, get much of that anyway? Well, today I spent pretty much most of it um, cleaning all the pavers around my house. So <laughs> I, um, no rest I for the wicked. All, yeah, all out, out the back and out the front. Um, to be honest, yeah, the last like month or so, I've just been doing a lot of little like random bits around the house, which I've been really enjoying. I think this is a good way for me to like switch off, spend time at home, which I love doing. Um, and just get busy. Like, I love doing the garden. Um, so I just do all little random bits and bobs in the house that need to get done. I guess that is like doing that, you know, housework and garden work. Like it, it sort of forces you to sort of stop stop thinking about cricket, even just like, you know, for a couple of hours a day because I guess it can be, you know, so consuming and, and, and all-encompassing. So, yeah, doing those household jobs can sometimes be just that little break that you need. Now, let's just talk about you, the person, a little bit, Piper, who's not just a brilliant cricketer in her own right as far as I'm concerned, but you could almost say, more importantly, with what you're discussing and tackling uh, as Piper the podcaster uh, with a series of, sort of chats where people share their stories in life and sport, uh, what makes each person unique, uh, sort of talk about the tough times as well as the great ones and uh, uh, where you can actually find these chats, uh, these podcasts, ladies and gentlemen, is both on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and it's called Strength in Vulnerability. So um, Piper, I guess, like, ha- how did uh, the podcasting and uh, the Strength in Vo- Vulnerability uh, pod- podcast chats that you've got, how did that all come about for you? Yeah, well, I think, like, over the last couple of years, I've really enjoyed listening to other people's podcasts and um, just kind of embracing that everyone has a story and and really loving hearing that. And and so many people that I know um, just from talking to, I was like, oh, and I know so many great people and I just, I I suppose I wanted to, you know, going through my own journey of um, the highs and lows of, like, not just sport but just life in general, um, I kind of wanted to try and put something out there with people that I know listening to their stories and hoping that um, younger people, you know, or, or people that are just interested in 
in sport themselves um, can listen and just to realise that like we're all the same and um, whether little things that I um, do or have done in the past or other people have done and just to know that we're all kind of in it together and we can all learn off each other and um, yeah just to you know make it you know or where to just be yourself and and to really embrace everyone around you and um i think just to get away from like the surface level, level conversations all the Sorry. time particularly when we're not doing so well so um that's kind of why i wanted to do it and um it, it's been awesome i've absolutely loved doing it. i feel like i've learned a lot about myself as well as others whilst doing it and um it's something that kind of comes a little bit more naturally to me now um and i can like use use it in my day-to-day life by just going a little bit deeper with conversations really and I, i've really enjoyed listening to some as well uh, some of the uh podcasts as well so you know it's been really eye-opening and like we know that mental health and i guess um sort of being open about our problems our setbacks and our failures i guess it's so prevalent in you know not just sport but society in general and just like on you pipe if that's okay like uh on a video that i saw on the perth scorchers facebook page are you discussed like the absolute highs of you know winning the wncl and the wbbl a couple of years ago but almost as if you know nothing was ever enough and like you kept on pushing yourself almost to burnout like can you just talk us through maybe that that time and sort of uh what what you meant by that yeah, I think like those couple of years for me were were really challenging in terms of just uh, I just wasn't that happy overall to be honest. And then I was I was playing cricket and just just feeling like something wasn't quite right, but not really knowing what wasn't right. I just yeah. I just felt completely burnt out, and um, it was just like this ongoing cycle for a couple of years until I finally did something about it and, and took a little break and um, was a, like lucky enough that I was able to go and just find my passion back, I guess, for what I actually wanted to do. And um, I think that's a really natural thing that happens to a lot of people in life, um, obviously just with the, the general ups and downs of life anyway, right? So um, for me, it was really important to then come back and, and speak to a particularly a lot of our like younger players that... Um, I get to work with every day and just just like having it having it out there that it's okay to talk and if you're struggling with you can take some time here and there like it doesn't basically the, the goal for me that I want to try and help people with is it doesn't have to become this big thing where you you blow the top off the bottle and you've yeah, got to take um, a lot of time off you know like it's just keeping on top of things and how you're going um, mentally physically is just super important um, so that's why I try and um, yeah help the younger ones with now and i think like it can't always be sunshine and rainbow rainbows and like on you know insta stories and facebook sometimes that that's all it is you, you see all the good stuff but i think it's a, such a great thing that you're doing you know highlighting that you know p- people are fallible um you know there's that it's, it's not always amazing you know that there are bad things that happen in our lives but it's okay to talk about that and like just just lastly um with your podcast you've obviously had chats with current and former teammates and friends and whilst they all have their own individual stories you know trials and tribulations that they've probably gone through is there one that you know really sort of hit you um and like re- resonated with you or what was surprising or maybe that you got a lot out of you said that you know you, you yourself um have learned a lot um since since going down the podcast journey and in particular your sort of uh, topic of choice uh, was there one of them and you don't need to name them per se but one that really you know sort of struck your chord 
Yeah, um, good question. I think, like, whenever I've done any of them, I've walked away and I'm just like, oh, that's the best one yet. Um, (laughs) It's like the most recent one I did was with Nicole Bolton. And um, she, that one was really, um, you know, uh, quite special to actually do it with her because I played with her for most of of her career. And then to kind of hear back, like, years later what someone was going through. Yeah, no when idea. You don't really know. Like, obviously, yeah. you know, I know, knew at times when she was struggling, but not not yeah. even close to what it was actually like for her. So it's – um, and back then, like, we, we didn't talk about this stuff, yeah. like, five years ago. So yeah. it's just now I think we're way better at, like – seeing when someone's not right and just tapping them on the shoulder and, and checking in. And I think for me, like, that one was really eye-opening and um, I, that's what I hope now moving forward. Like, society is so much better, like you said, in, in talking about these things. No, no, I agree. And I actually, that was one of the ones I did listen to and that was because, yeah, I, I've been a big fan of uh, Nicole Bolton ever since. You know, she was obviously uh, a lot of the Western Fury uh, WNCO, like the backbone of that uh, program and pretty similar with the Scorchers too. And then, of course, she, she moved clubs. I think she probably just needed to get, get out of WA and, you know, see, see another part of the world and I guess uh, a, a different uh, environment, a competitive environment. So, yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with that one. All right, let's just pivot to talk a bit of cricket. Uh, and you've sort of uh, de- you've described as a, a right-hand medium bowler with a capacity to probably bat at important parts of the middle to lower order. That's mildly accurate, Piper, when required. Now, you debuted at the senior level, I think, in December 2012. And then during the 2013-14 season, you took 12 wickets in 14 matches. What a great start. And you also dabbled in indoor cricket uh, a couple of years before that as part of the 2011 Indoor Cricket Juniors. Just a couple of little credentials there. But I guess where did you love um, love of cricket? Where did it all start, Piper? Is it, was it family? Was it friends? Was it um, you know primary school, high school? Was it um, you know backyard, front yard? You know, where, where did the love of, um, of the ball on the back come from? Yeah, well, I've got a twin brother, so and we there used to live go. up north. So we um we just started backyard cricket, and like you do when you're like a young country kid, you just <laughs> play all the sports, and um that's how it started. And mum and dad were um the coach coaches of our um, cricket side, and I played um I was the only girl played in in the, the with the boys, and we had two teams who play each other every week up there, and. Um, it kind of just never stopped from there, to be honest. Like, I've uh, I've got these photos um, in my spare room of just, like, the cricket camps, uh, the Justin Langer camps back then. Oh, wow. I'd, I'd come down, yeah, in school holidays, and I'd go to these camps every year, and there was, like, 200 boys there, and I'm the only young girl there. I've got all these photos, like, next to JL. Nice. Um, just like looking so pumped and loving it, and um, yeah, I just I just never stopped loving it to be honest. Like I, I would love, I remember like coming home from school or waking up on Boxing Day, and just like running to the telly and seeing what the the Aussie score was, and um, like just little moments like that. I just love because I still love watching cricket now. Like I'm a big massive badger, so um, I don't think I ever kind of yeah I, I just had the spark from a young age and then just never stopped loving it. <laughs> So, like, would you would you describe yourself as a cricket nuffy? So, like, are you watching, say, the the, the World Cup oh, yeah. at, at the moment? And then also on on the Justin Langer in your time since you've been at the Wacken, uh, when JL uh, was there uh, coaching the Western Warriors, did you get a chance to meet one of your idols? 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. I um, I actually told him was it the awards night uh, at the start of the year. Yeah, I actually told him about about that photo because he <laughs> comes to every year. So I said, I've got a photo with you when I was about ten years old, um, and he just yeah, he had a good laugh. Oh, but, that's um, so good. Yeah, I'm absolute massive cricket nuffy. Love it. Ah, oh, fantastic. Well, you know, it, it was a, a terrific outing for, for the men last night, uh, a victory that they sorely needed. But uh, let's let's stick with you, Piper. Now, you're a part of the Welsh Fire. In 2021, uh, one for win-loss campaign as a team. In the inaugural, I think it was, 100 women's competition as one of four internationals. So firstly, how amazing of an opportunity it must have been how did it come about and uh, how do you think you contributed um, sort of uh, as a player to that team? So, you know, the, the 100 had been around for a couple of years uh, before then for the men's and then uh, the women's competition got up and about. So just what a great opportunity, Piper. Oh, yeah, that was um, that was unbelievable. I was I was over in England just playing um, like some county cricket at the time and um, obviously through it was like just after COVID so yep. people still weren't travelling over and a lot of the Aussies pulled out last minute ah, okay. and um, so I was just had done reasonably well in some of the um, the domestic stuff over there and I um, just got a call asking if I wanted to get involved and um, it was it was unbelievable it was awesome to be a part of the first year it was um, it was really challenging but like the role I had I think I think because I wasn't like a big name um, there wasn't really much pressure on me. It was just go yeah. out and do your thing, and yeah. um, I I did all right that tournament. So I was actually pretty lucky because um, obviously, like the nature of you know, short format cricket, you can go around the park a little bit sometimes. But um, <laughs> it, it was um, it was great fun. Like played at some awesome grounds, um, met a lot of really cool people. So it was a great experience. And like, um, also this year you've been pretty busy. Um, so we started off with the Rachel Hayo Flint Trophy, an English and Welsh domestic cricket competition. Uh, you played for the Storm in July. Uh, what, what was that experience like? A uh, fifty over cricket this time. Um, and like, you had some good performances yourselves: three for forty-three and two for forty-five. What are your positive memories of this particular tournament? And and how did this one come about? Is this again, you know, uh, going over there to participate in the domestic competition, and then uh, this is obviously, you know, a, a different. A different version of it and you know you got a call up i guess uh your, your name hopefully um seems to be uh, r really gold over there at the moment i think yeah i just think because people know i'm over there playing yeah. some sort of cricket so it's just um i'm it's an easy get while i'm already there right so True. um the team i played for had a irish overseas i think she was irish yeah and she she left so then they needed a replacement um that was awesome that was a really good group of girls um that i got to go join and um, we had some really, really close games um, of cricket when I was there, so it was it was a great experience again, just playing at some really cool grounds, new coaches. Um, I just love like meeting new people and seeing how different environments work. So I've been a part of the WA one for so long, yeah, so uh, it's awesome going over and experience something different for the winter. And I guess you probably will, will take, you know, some things from uh, different coaches, different players that, you know, do, do things differently in regards to, you know, bowling techniques, um, preparation, um, you know, game plans, uh, you know, how they bowl, but also seeing batters first up to you, you can learn from them and, you know, how best to get out batters as well. So I guess it's always a learning experience for you and, you know, the more that you have against 
high quality batters but also you know different kinds of batters too um you're going to be uh, better for it you know come to wncl and wbbl uh, season i'm um, just sort of taking a step back as well looking at a bit of a holistic view of women's cricket in general and these new and emerging limited overs competitions firstly of course the wbbl that's you know been around for a while now we've got the women's super league you know the women's version of the ipl the hundred and like do you think there are going to be more opportunities opportunities out there for players in their off season in in Australia, for example, to head overseas, you know, join T20 competitions uh, and actually get remunerated properly for it. We know um, the case for the men, you've got a, a South African league that started a couple of seasons ago, which a lot of it is backed um, by um, Indian teams as well. You've got the West Indies, I think Caribbean, uh, US T20 leagues as well that's popped up. Do you think that, um, that this is going to become um, more the norm and there'll be more of these competitions coming up for the women and a great opportunity for them to get remunerated as well? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think um, obviously the ones you just named them, and then there's there was a Pakistan league this year. Yeah. Um, there was a, the Caribbean league again for the women this year. So like these tournaments are happening more regularly now, and um, I think there's going to be more that pop up, and the money's just going to go up every single year, which we've seen in like obviously the WBBL, yeah, true. Um, the hundred, the women's IPL, all of that. That money's just jumped up massively for the internationals. So it's um it's super exciting. Like I can't wait to see where it's at in another five ten years. Yeah. I think there's going to be so many opportunities out there for young girls, and it's that's super encouraging to to get loads of young young girls and women involved in the game of cricket. And that's the whole idea as well. Like we want, you know, as many women in, in, involved in the game, you know, staying in the game for long periods of time. But also, you know, they 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 work just as hard, you know, prepare just as hard. So um, there's no reason why they shouldn't get, you know, a similar amount of remuneration too. So hopefully, um, I, I was unaware about the Pakistan League which, and the Caribbean one. So which is just fantastic. So as you said, uh, I think you know, looking ahead into five years, we'll see um, what what it really has become. Now to start the season, uh, this season, uh, Piper, yeah. You, had a pretty positive um, beginning, uh, picking up four for 49 and three for 44, uh, and the last two um, WNCL games against the South Australian Scorpions. How you, how are you yourself, um, uh, like in regards to the off season? Um, how's your body feeling? How's the ball coming out of the hand? I guess as you entered the summer, did you think that you know Piper's ready just to you know go bang and ha have a really really good summer? Yeah, I think when I, because I'm away playing in the off-season, when I come back, I feel really good. I feel yeah. like I just need a short little couple of days off and then I can get back into it. I'm not someone that particularly likes having big, long breaks from bowling because um, like, it's just all about rhythm, right? So I just love getting into a really good rhythm and when things aren't going so well, I just prefer to keep bowling and figure yeah. them out. So when I came back, I felt like I was in a really good place and um, obviously, yeah, I'd we started in WA against the Vicks and I, I bowled really well but didn't take many wickets where then going to SA and picked up quite a few wickets was, um, you know, it, it's not always about the result but it's nice to get the results <laughs> as well sometimes for the effort that you, um, put, in. you put in. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so, no, it, it feels like it's coming out reasonably well. Obviously, now into T20, you've got to yeah. change up and play a, I've got to play a slightly different role and, you know, do a few more change-ups than what I normally would in the 50-over stuff, but it's just kind of um, adapting on the run, I guess. So when you say, like, changing your role, like, you know, without giving too many secrets as well, like, what is is, is your role, like, more so middle-overs or, like, you uh, do, 
do you try to get an opportunity to be a death ball or like you know uh the the power play overs you know are, are you you know adaptable are you just waiting for for what sophie tells you to do um or like you know do, do you have strengths where you prefer to put them into play yeah i think so for for this season at the moment i've been more middle overs yeah. and taking one of the power surge overs yeah so it's um that's been uh, that's been a real challenge that and that's been very much more the power surge has been all about taking pace off uh, you know going wide going into the wicket yeah. it's it, it's been really different and sometimes it's um, we we say like it's ugly but effective sort of yeah. bowling in the power surge so it's yeah. had to it's had to be something that's very um, different for me compared to last year so um, but, it, but it's been good and like you said sometimes it's just to happen whatever happens on the the game um, kind of dictates where you bowl anyway, so you might bowl at the death or at, at the start. It's, um, you just kind of best prepare, and then whenever Sophie tells you to go at the next end, that's what you do. So um, <laughs> it, it's been it's been good. It's been exciting. Yeah, okay, fair enough. No, I guess yeah, you just have to be adaptable because you don't know what, what the situation's going to dish up to you. All right, um, on the Perth Scorchers, it seems to be a really talented squad uh, the organisation has been able to put together. And the form of returning captain, Sophie Devine, uh, late arrival, Lauren Winfield-Hill, uh, Amy Jones, uh, Jones also coming in, uh, unfortunately late, late out of Danny White, uh, who was originally selected in the draft. Um, they're to complement, I guess, some top-line Australian talent in Alana King, Beth Mooney, and then, of course, um, your up-and-comers, naming just a few in Chloe Ainsworth, Lily Mills, uh, Amy Edgar, and up-and-comer Stella Campbell too. A sort of bullish um, after last year's campaign that probably didn't reach the heights that the team probably would have wanted to. That they think you can go quite far this season because on paper and like we know that um, teams on paper can't win anything, but it looks like a really really deep squad. And you know, two and one so far to start the campaign. Um, you, you, you must be feeling pretty confident that you can give the WBBL campaign a really good shake. Yeah, it's been an awesome start for us. I think what's really exciting is that we've got a really well-balanced list. So we've got a lot of youth. Um, like like you say, Chloe Ainsworth, she's just been on fire um, yeah. for her first season. So we've got some really exciting young players um, and then some solid internationals and some good senior local talent. So I think like the list that they've put together is just really well-balanced and we can kind of go with whatever we need um, that's, you know, dictated by the pitch or the weather conditions, whatever it is. So um, that's been super exciting. I think, obviously, last year was really disappointing. So people are pretty keen to... Um, everyone wants to make the finals, right? So that's kind of the number one yeah. one goal for everyone. And just to um, just enjoy it as well. I think, like, the culture that we've got at the moment is we're, we're trying to be courageous and um, be super brave and... Do everything that the team needs and have just enjoy it and and hopefully then the results will come. Um, you know we're certainly not putting loads of pressure on ourselves saying we've got to make finals, but it's just all about um, enjoying it, doing it together, sticking to our our processes and what will be will be. But fingers crossed that um, that is finals. <laughs> All right, last couple of ones, Piper. Um, look, I'm not trying to be mean or you know br bring back nightmares, but sorry to do this, but like I just want to get into the, the head of a fast bowler. Let's take you back for a brief minute to last Sunday, where Grace Harris was just in the zone. She was seeing the ball like a watermelon, uh, eventually going on to score. I think the highest WBBL score in history as a bowler and like a bowling group in particular. How hard is it? And like, what goes through your mind when you're trying to bowl your best ball? And sometimes you are, but it's just 
getting disposable to the boundary or over the fence. It's just like that mental game, like to keep on pushing. Like it must be like, challenge, mentally challenging and go like, I'm actually bowling decent stuff here, but this person's just in the zone and I can't do anything right. You know, I guess going back to that, that Sunday in, in particular, and I'm sure you've been through other examples too. Like how how hard is it just to, just to keep pushing through when nothing seems to be working? Oh yeah, that that was horrible. That's um, that that's happened a couple of times that I can remember when someone's just been like, it hasn't really mattered where you put the ball. Yeah, like yep. it just it just everything when you seem to miss by like a centimeter, two centimeters, yeah. just went. And um, like you know, North Sydney, really good pitch, oh, such small, a small small boundary, small boundary it's too. Just like so, it's really intimidating. It's yeah. it's a um a really tough place to bowl. But in saying that, it's like she had a, she had a great day. I think um you know myself. I I, I tried to bowl so many different balls, yeah. and she just managed to hit all of them. And I was oh, like, well, Jesus. you know what? You just got to let that one go, and <laughs> hopefully it um it doesn't happen again. And we'll we sort our uh, plans out to Grace early on. But she was like, yeah, you you just got to take your heart off. Sometimes I think um. It was last year in WBBL when Alyssa Healy did a very similar oh, yes, thing to us at uh, Junction. So yeah. it's uh, I hope that's just like one for the season and done now. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's not the first time. It won't be the last time. But it's uh, yeah, it definitely is a humbling game, isn't it? Yeah, very true. And as you said, sometimes you just have to tip the hat to the batter, and sometimes they're just too good. All right, last one. And Piper, I'm flipping the script on you. Uh, I think I believe you finish your podcast with your guests uh, with this question. So it's time to put the host in the guest shoes. What does a happy Piper look like? What are you doing, and what makes you happy? Uh, for me, I'm just like I'm. Playing my cricket, I've got a smile on my face. Um, I, I don't take anything too seriously generally when I'm in a really good place. I'm not. I'm not that bothered whether we win or we lose or um, things are going well or not. Like I'm just. I'm in the moment. I'm present. I'm not. I'm not thinking too far ahead or behind me. And generally, when I'm. I'm in that sort of space. Um, things are going really well, and you know, I think. Whether I'm at home at cricket, I'm down by the beach, whatever I'm, I'm doing, it's just all about mindset for me and um, just t- taking care of myself mentally, physically. Um, yeah, so I know I've probably waffled on a bit there, but yeah, yeah, it's just super important to me. It's just I always tell myself to be where my feet are and keep it as simple as that. Have a smile on my face. Oh, I like that. I think that is a great way to finish our podcast. And it's just been fantastic to get to know uh, Piper the Cricketer. Piper, the podcaster, but also Piper, more importantly, the person. So, Piper, thank you so much uh, for coming on our show, doing a quick little interview, and uh, best of luck for the WBBL season, then straight into the WNCL, and then, of course, we'll be listening to all of your future podcasts there. Uh, don't forget, you can find find Strength in Vulnerability on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but thanks so much again, uh, Piper, for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Now, if you haven't already, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating and leave a review on your favourite podcasting platform, be it Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can like us on Facebook, you can follow us on Instagram, or you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, the privilege listening to Piper Cleary, a WBBL plan, WNCL, Western Fury cricketer. From Piper and I and the whole team, we're out for now.